Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are a Camelo Stanthony podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball. Natty, how you doing today? I'm living, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I am good. I am good. Uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, but uh, the weather we had, we've been having gorgeous powder snow throughout this entire winter, and then on tuesday we got rain which froze so there's nice now a nice frozen sheet of ice over this snow all this nice snow that we have and of course this happens uh before myself my sister and my mom are planning on going skiing tomorrow so of course while we wait all winter throughout this beautiful powdery gorgeous winter and then we get hit with frozen ice to go skiing on tomorrow. So hopefully things will be uh, a little bit better than they are currently out for outside our house, better on the mountain, but uh, just our luck, isn't it? And good luck to all of those people in Texas and everywhere else in the country who have uh, similar my, issues. I think my skiing, my skiing troubles are, are outweigh everyone else's issues. I, I mean, you could take a, a tumble. You could screen something. Uh, but, you know, you I mean, those things, those issues in, in Texas, Natty, can't be that that bad, considering Ted Cruz thought it was the perfect time to go on a vacation to Mexico. Sometimes your daughters are just the worst, <laughs> you know? It's like, what a, what, what a now? clutch move. Really? What a clutch move to blame it on your kids. Like, clearly packing a week's worth of clothes and being like, wow, my kids wanted to go, so we had to go drop them off. Yeah, that guy just accumulates negative kudos just better than anybody would, else, really. You would, think, you would think that maybe he would have – his his political team would be a little more uh, savvy. Um, all right, well, should we talk some basketball? Let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. Uh, as always, we start with our biggest takeaways from the week in which we share one thing we love and hated. However, we're going to spice it up this week, and instead of doing that – uh, the NBA All-Star Game, despite the fact that no one wants to play in it, and it's a stupid idea, and it's entirely just a money grab, <laughs> considering the fact that even Adam Silver has come out and being like, no one will be there. We won't have any events. Like, our players are going to sit in quarantine for a week in order to, like, get this meaningless game happen so that we can get ad revenue. Uh, it will happen. And so we're going to open the show talking about that. And we're going to go through and give our all-star picks. Uh, where do you want to start, Natty, in the West, West or the East? Dealer's choice, man. Whatever you want to Deal- do. Dealer's choice. Let's start I in the I do have a caveat before we Ooh. begin, though. Okay, hit me. Beg your pardon. Excuse me for your interrupting. Your pardon is begged. So, first of all, that's very nice of you. I appreciate that. You're a generous guy. 
I try. Uh, second, just to tack on to what you were saying, it's also an all-star game where only, I mean, 30 games have been played yeah. by some teams. Yeah. So I, with my all-stars, I just decided I'm not thinking of, I'm not considering anyone who hasn't played fewer than 22 games, which is about like 73%. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Not every okay. team has played the same amount of games, obviously, but in this year, I think that matters. Like yeah. if this was a regular year and we had 15 to 20 more games or more to consider all these dudes, then we would consider how many games have you played. Now, like we're being a little bit generous, but I feel like, you know, if you've played 70% of the games, then you should be allowed to be considered. So you have to have played at least 22 games. This is before Thursday night's games. That means for me, no Kevin Durant, no Boy. Kyrie Irving, Boy. no CJ, no Paul George, no Jimmy Butler, no Westbrook. There's other players, but like those are sort of the biggest ones. Um, so I I filtered down. I made it. Wow. Maybe I can't tell if it's so basically if it was tougher you, you or easier. Copped out. you made it an easy you made it easier for you you copped out and instead of making tough decisions you're like i'm gonna set these arbitrary parameters so that i don't have to make tough choices but the thing is like so many of those dudes are just automatics that then i had to consider really sort of like second tier not second tier players but guys that wouldn't be automatic sure and sure. so it was a larger pool and for instance like chris middleton is not an all-star for me, a starter or one of the full 12 reserves, even though he's shooting 50, 40, 90 on the season. And the bucks are, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, it's all-star. So let's start. All-star let's start with is the East. Tough, so yeah, okay. it's always tough. So let's start with the East since you already kind of brought it up. Uh, who are, yeah. Who are your East starters? Let's start with that. You're starting five for the East. Okay, my starting five for the East are Bradley Beal, yep. who's the overall point leader in the NBA, 32.8 per game. Obvious. Zach Levine, okay. who's seventh in points per game Saucy. at 28.5. I will All explain right. myself yep. afterwards. Demonis Sabonis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you and Joel are a complete dick. <laughs> how can you have how can you have Durant off of your you're like I'm not having Durant which is fine power to you you do you how does Jalen Brown not make your starters list when you don't have to put Durant in there so Jalen and Jason have basically identical numbers sort of like they're both they're they're both in my reserves they're both scoring 25 points per game Jalen's 25 five and three five rebounds three dimes and Tatum's 25, seven and four. Both of them are magnificent, but the Celtics are a tad underwhelming sure. and Levine and Sabonis. So those are the two dudes yeah. that would be out if both Celtics were in Sabonis. There are three players averaging 20 points per game, 11 rebounds per game and five assists per game. Like Sabonis is Giannis Joker and him. So right off the bat, pretty That's nice. Decent. Company. That's decent. Yes. Uh, the Pacers are 15 and 14. They're fourth in the East. You know, that should be recognized and rewarded. I think um, the Pacers have also had 
kind of a turbulent season, even though it's been quiet. They should have Karis LeVert, but he's sick and getting treatment. Um, they don't have Depot anymore. And for Levine, I mentioned that he's seventh in points per game in the NBA. Here's the list of players who are averaging 25 points per game, five rebounds per game, and five assists per game. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Giannis, the Joker, Kawhi, LeBron, and Zach Levine. He has the best three-point percentage of that group of players while taking the second most three-point attempts per game. He's shooting 52% from the floor overall, which is better than Curry, Kawhi, LeBron, and Luka. The Bulls aren't good. They're 12 and 15. They're in the ninth seed right now, so a play-in. But they're 5 and 5 over their last 10 games. Levine just looks like an all-star. Like, if he was on a team that was doing even just a little bit better, he would be – if he was a Nick, he he would be an automatic all-star. Oh, he's – I mean, he's an all-star for me. He's on the reserve. So, I I mean, and I think if I were to pull your – 20 game or 22 game limit and have have that kick Durant out of my so my Eastern starters are Beal, Brown, Durant, Giannis, and Joel. And I think if you were to say that Durant doesn't apply or can't make the all-star game because of his uh game restrictions, then I would I would slot uh Levine into that into that Durant spot. Okay. All right. So, so I, right there. I just, yeah, you know, I love your, and, your green I mean, is showing. What, my green is showing nothing. Okay, so here's my thing about Jalen Brown. <laughs> I understand that yes, maybe stand up stats, while you do this. I hope your stats are are similar to Tatum's. I think the reason why Jalen Brown should get this get a starting nod is simply because of the fact that this is you're rewarding this like this jump that he has taken. Like, it, and I think okay. that's the same. The same is true with with Levine, where we always know knew Levine was like could be this elite score, but his three point shooting has just been phenomenal this season. And for Jalen, like Jalen's offensive game has developed so much this year between from last year to this year. And the fact that he is top, you know, what is he like sixth still in points per game or something like that? Um, Or maybe, but the fact that he's still top 10 in points per game and with Tatum in and out of the lineup that like Jalen has carried the weight of this Celtics team. Yes, maybe they're underperforming, but it's also the East in the sense that they're what 500 and still, you know, like two games back from, you know, the three or four seed or whatever. Um, I, I will try, I'm trying to be as doctorly as possible uh, (laughs) and, and, and be as medical about this, but I think Jalen Brown has more than deserved a a uh, a starting spot, but I can, it's okay to be wrong. That's fine. I can understand why you would give someone like Sabonis or or Levine uh, a nudge, possibly over him. Uh, who are your reserves? I mean, Sabonis. So they have a better record than the Celtics, yeah, so the I feel like that's fair. Yeah, maybe. I guess I feel like if this is if you're all. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm, I'm always torn on the like team team wins dictating all-star bids. Absolutely. Because it's like, well, the wizards fucking suck. And Bradley Beal is unquestionably an all-star. So ironclad point adamantium point. That's a Wolverine claw right there. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop. Uh, So who are your reserves in the East? Okay. My reserves are Jalen and Jason. 
Yeah. Who I I absolutely love, by the way. I mean, if you really love them, you put them in your stars, but I understand. Uh Ben Simmons. Yep. Who is one of the best defenders in the game of basketball? Nikola Vucevic, because he's, I mean, he's doing really, really him. well. You can't say and no. It's just, that's so fucking sad. But he's, uh, I, I, it, again, he's a player who, if he was almost on almost any other team, you'd yeah. hear way more about him. Uh, James Harden, you just yep. have to. Like, yep. I'm not, if he, had been on Brooklyn the whole time or had been on Houston the whole time and everything else was the same. He'd be a starter for me, but um, I, I'm going to give you negative kudo points for the way that you forced yourself to Brooklyn, even though everything, every time you force your way out, it looks a little bit ugly, but Harden has been incredible since coming to Brooklyn. I mean, he's averaging almost a triple double. Yeah, I mean, like, if I wasn't being sentimental about it, he'd yeah. be a starter instead of Levine. Yeah. And yeah. he definitely will be, by the way. Yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles Turner. Okay. Who is also in the discussion for Defensive Player of the Year. Three and a half blocks per game. That's, it's insane. Three also, and can, a half blocks Can I take this game. moment quickly to address the idiotic uh, people out there on Twitter who are like, Oh, remember when the Celtics could have gotten a sign and trade for Gordon Hayward with miles Turner. That seems like My a bad move. By Danny it's like, <laughs> Oh, remember when Gordon Hayward was a free agent and could choose where he wanted to play. And that trade would have predicated him choosing to st- take less money to play with the Pacers. Anyways, continue. Th- that's what Ainge gets though. If you're going to deal all the time and you're going to make big noise about like, look at all these picks and look at all these moves and I'm, you know, everyone's available and blah, blah, blah. Then that's, then you get the negative with the positive. Yeah. So that means that I don't, I don't mind it. It's just, dude, it's it's kind of hard to make a trade when the player you're trading is a free agent for sure. And three years down the road, it will be seen probably as a bullet dodge, just like the Justice Winslow trade. You know, it's like oh my God, yeah. the things that Ainge doesn't do almost end up being, you know, better. As good as, than yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, my last dude in the East is Julius Randle. The Knicks are the okay. sixth seed. He's averaging 23, 10, and 5, 40% from three on four plus attempts per game. Um, you know, he's he's sort of turned into the guy that we always thought he could. And I am going to reward him for that. Yeah. I was going to, we were going to throw fists if he was not on your, on your all-star list because he is a hundred percent an all-star. I mean, he's as crazy as it is. He's become the face of the Knicks and has like thrived in that role and has made this team a playoff team and, uh, and is playing some phenomenal, phenomenal basketball. Uh, So I didn't have my minutes restrictions for, or game restrictions for Kyrie for the nets, basically. So my reserves were Kyrie, Harden, Tatum, Randall, Sabonis, Simmons, and Levine. Gotcha. So I mean, totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, by the way, KD and Kyrie look sensational. So good. I I mean, we've talked about on this show before, but it just, it just shouldn't be, underappreciated how utterly insane this season is from Kevin Durant coming off of an Achilles tear. Like it's just, it's out of this world. It's unfathomable. It is uh, blowing the minds and doors off of everyone. 
And I would like to say that Jimmy Butler has also been transcendent recently, but he hasn't played enough. And that's why he, but I mean, he, he looks great since. Over Do the you past feel bad keeping games. Bam off this list? Not really because the heat are 11 and 17. Like he's yeah. been good. He's been consistent, but I, I need a really good reason. Like he hasn't been as good as Vucevic in terms of stats okay. overall. Um, I mean, maybe that's unfair. Like Trey isn't on this, but you know, Trey. There's... Yeah. Trey, I feel like is also a guy who, I mean, he just dropped 40 on the Celtics. So I guess I saw firsthand in person. For sure. But his defense and is just... quote unquote off ball movement yeah. is atrocious. Can and you it's imagine, really hurting them. Can you imagine he's when your player, slash if Trey Young develops an off-ball game like Steph. Do you develop, like, all it is really is, like, movement. Do you right, really it's just need constantly to running. Yeah, it's just, like, fucking run. And you right. don't even need to be, like, Steve Nash running along the baseline. Just, like, do cuts, you know? You like, ever, move I, your it, goddamn it fucking feet. It is exhausting watching Steph off-ball. Like, he just does not stop moving. And then, like, I, I would, it would, I would hate absolutely despise guarding him it would just be the worst thing in the world because and he's what 10 years older than trey right right like at least i feel like if i had to guard i'm trying to think of who's like the worst if i had to guard Giannis or joel then they would just go into the post they'd throw an elbow i'd collapse and they'd score right like and bead would get a foul on you too and he would like do a shimmy and yeah he would totally get me but like I would just have to stand in one place and then fall to the ground. That's how much defense I have to play. For Steph, I'd have to run like a mile at yeah. full sprint through screens as he's just like weaving his way around the offense. Oh my god, it would be exhausting. It's exhausting just watching him. Um, all right, well that was a lot. That was a lot, uh, a lot less painful than I anticipated. I feel like things have kind of settled in terms of where, where who's going to be taken in who won't be i mean i'm sure there will be some upsets but i feel like for the most part it's hard to argue with anyone who we just have mentioned neither of us mentioned jeremy grant even though he's having a good year but the pistons are absolute garbage um you know westbrook still gets those numbers but it's like extremely apparent to everybody that it's a little bit garbage yeah it's become that's become tired now not to say anything uh, bad about Westbrook, but it's just like the no, yeah. you look at the stats. I mean, and the you're free no throws and not being right. able to finish on drives. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah. All right, let's move and on. And no the one West. from the Raptors and no one from the Hornets, by the way. Well, yeah, the the, Horn, the Raptors suck. Yeah, that was all right. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Hayward. They're in the Gordon, seventh seed. Gordon Hayward. I was trying to figure out a way to sneak on just because feel good story. But if uh, I mean, I, also it was he's between he's like, him and Vucevic for me, and I was like, this is sort of a toss up. Um, yeah, but we're going to break in favor of the guy who's not uh, staunchly magic. Vucevic has been like the only dude on the magic that's been there the whole time, you know? True. Uh, all right, let's do the West. So West starters, I have Jokic, LeBron, Kwai, Steph, and Dame. Any argument I, with that? I have Steph, Dame, Bron, Gobert, and Joker. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I I maybe bent things a little bit, like fuck little positions. A little bit. Yeah. Um also Jokic, I feel like the, Joker and Gobert could play four. together. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like in an all-star game, maybe you could see that. 
Oh, in an all-star game. Maybe, maybe. It would be fun. That would be... I just... Those are... I mean, I understand Kawhi, obviously. But Gobert is transcendent on defense right now to the point where I do think it's legit for him to get MVP votes. And Joker is second to LeBron, I think. Joker is the MVP. Though Dame... Whew, if Dan MVP keeps back, doing this, then I know I this think is like he'll people, grab it. We talked about it last week where it was like, oh, LeBron is amazing. LeBron is playing high level basketball. LeBron's coming like that. MVP is pretty much locked down. Both Jokic and Dame, especially Dame, have just been holy buckets incredible recently. And if they can keep that up, I feel like there's going to be this. This MVP race could come down to the wire. Portland has the fourth best record in the year of our Lord, 2021. They, and it's squarely on the shoulders of Dame Lillard. I mean, we'll we'll throw Melo on there too. But yeah, and it's just fucking amazing what they can do. Also, that's not a good defensive team. And no, they're still Dame. doing this. So yeah, I Dame feel like Lillard, Dame needs. Yeah, like clockwork. Like clockwork, it's like late in the fourth. They're down three or up three. And Dame shoots some stupid ass logo shot. And it goes in. And you're just like, God, man, how does he do it every single game? He is absurd to watch he's just wild we should stop asking what time it is and just ask it's what just... game it is hey what's the lillard okay hey, it's 2 30 oh, okay cool, cool cool yep i like that uh we're going to this is the kind of stuff that we're going to get on biden's table on biden you know like these are the important <laughs> things that biden needs to address right now is getting rid of the word time from our lexicon and instead of just using the word dame what dame is it get rid of daylight savings time and just oh. change time to dame Yep. Perfect. Uh, your Western reserves. I have Luca, Paul George, cause I don't have my 20 day, 20 game restriction. Zion, Gobert, Don Mitch, Devin Booker, and CP three. It's God. Gobert not starting is really, I know, uh, but you... I, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Um, so this is where we really differ. I have lots of different. Okay. So mine are, Wait, before I say mine, okay. which one was hardest for you on your to list put, for reserves? To put on? Yeah. Luca was easy. Luca, Peachy, mm-hmm. Zion, Gobert, all super easy. Don Mitch, I guess it was the two Suns guys. <laughs> I really feel like the Suns should have a player on it, and I couldn't pick between Booker and CP3. And I was just like, well, I can fit both of them on. And I'm sure like there are guys who I'm neglecting in doing so, but I didn't feel too bad about it, but I'm sure you'll tell me why I should feel bad about it. I don't have any sons on mine. They're in the fifth seed. They look good. They look real good. Booker. I feel like Booker started slow, but CP three looks great. It's just, could CP three, what if CP three gets an all-star nod over Booker? Does that create controversy? No, I think what it, like it's Chris Paul, you know, for point God for is all star games. You just sort of get in for some of these guys. Yeah. There isn't even going to be a question like for all NBA. That's for real. That's when it's, you know, everyone's saying, okay, well, who are the 15 best dudes? This right. is the all-star game. Who's, who's having a good year. That's really what it's supposed to mean. And you want to see your favorite players. So it's a weird agglomeration of different motives for why you would vote for these guys. So it's all up, 
you know, like yeah. take it as you leave it. Who cares? Okay, so so um, who's your West that that was so different? Okay, so my reserves are the Brow, Kawhi, Luca, SGA. Mm. Yeah, who is having a magnificent year and I do I do hate myself now. I mean, they're 11 and 17. They're the second worst team in the West. But SGA just looks like he's going to be an all-star from now on. And yeah. so maybe I'm a little bit excited about that. No, yeah, um, as well you should. I mean, we talked about this like before the season started <laughs> when we were like SGA all-star season, this is happening. Uh, and I should have uh, done everything in my power to vote it into actually happening. I also like your arbitrary uh, 22 game cutoff just so that Anthony Davis can make the list. Well done. Well, he's also... He's also injured, so yeah, like that. I was really going back and forth on that because also I want some other dudes on this list, but it's just like if he wasn't hurt, he's just so fucking fantastic. Yeah. He is amazing. And the reason the Lakers are as good as they are is because of the tandem with LeBron. Like LeBron's been stellar supernova this year he is if it was right now i think he's mvp but ad is one of the seven best players in the nba i feel like he needs to be on the list be honest you just wanted to see a luca lebron ad uh Jokic, and gobert lineup in the western all-star that's see, what the thing is with see. ad though it's like i'm not as excited by his game like it's weird he sort of plays like a boring tim duncan to me sometimes where it's just so natural and he's so elite and he's so good at it that it seems like it's almost predetermined and you can you know just tell what he's going to do and it's just not very surprising you know even though he's a totally creative player i'm just he's one of the last people that i want to tune into just to see anthony davis like yeah. there's just so many other players that I'd rather be watching. Oh, I totally but agree. He's incredible. He's one of the fucking seven best players in the NBA. One-on-one -on -one against Durant would be, that's what the all-star game should, it should just be one-on-ones for like five minutes. Oh, like I'd get points. Just see, just see what you got in your bag. Because those two dudes are basically the same height and they're sort of the, like AD is, you know, bulkier, but Man, I feel like both those guys are so fucking incredible. I'd love to see them. And their games are just different enough. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to, and I should know the name, and I, I can't really give a shout out if I don't know the name. But there was an article on The Ringer a while back, which was basically saying, and I and I love this, and I am here for it, and I'm going to spit this out into that world so that it happens, is that basically Giannis should become Anthony Davis. Like, that's who Giannis should mold his game after and and try to like become well, him he'll need to start shooting from deep but 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 that's i mean like anthony davis does that but it's not hit like anthony davis is like you know filthy repertoire is the like fade away from the post just mid-range right. he has shot post moves so, like Giannis exactly. and that's is what just Giannis running downhill like a train yeah right that's what Giannis needs to needs to work on develop. Uh, did you finish your Western reserves? We got distracted. no. Okay, so Brow, Kawhi, Luca, SGA, DeChosen. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Mike Conley. 
Okay, so you Michael wrote about this today. fucking Conley, okay? <laughs> of all that? I love how that's, Mike Conley gets it over Donovan Mitchell, but you're He's not, my next dude. Yeah, you're not wrong in it because you wrote about this today on fake teams where it's like Mike Conley uh, plus minus leader in the NBA. Yeah, and it's not even close really. And Utah's the best team. And right. even though he's been out recently, you cannot deny what Mike Conley has done, especially compared to what he and the Jazz looked like last year. Totally. Oh, my God. Him especially. Like, he that trade, it looked awful. It looked absolutely terrible for the Jazz. And everyone was like, well, this was a huge mistake. Mike Conley doesn't have it anymore. And this year, he has just, I mean, it's worked. Things have clicked. He is, he is playing phenomenally. The Jazz... The Jazz always go on a run during the NBA season, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we don't want to look at it. We don't want to overstate what's going on here, but they legit look like a team that could be dangerous to the elite teams just because they're, they're scoring their movement, their defense, and all of it depends upon Gobert's rim protection and his burgeoning perimeter defense. But Mike Conley is the straw that stirs the drink. He has yeah. been sensational. So has Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, who is my last reserve, averaging 24, 4, and 5. His plus minus is 6.7. Giannis's is 6.9. I feel yeah. like that's a good reason to put you on the all-star team. Yeah, he's been good. He's I I have paid so much more attention to the Jazz after they just after they beat the Celtics and specifically Donovan Mitchell because watching that was the first time in a while that like I have sat down and watched an entire you know Jazz game and damn it Donovan Mitchell is unsurprisingly very good at basketball and is just he is he's developing he's got that uh, that Dwayne Wade offense. Yeah, it is. Okay, there's three teams that are above 700 in terms of record right now. They're all in the West, obviously. The Clippers are at 700. The Lakers are at 759. The Utah Jazz are at 828. That's stupid. It's so dumb. That's insane. They're like 18 and one against the spread or something crazy over their last 19 games. They're they're playing as beautiful basketball as you could want. Quinn Snyder just had, you know, there's consistency on the team sort of, except Boyan wasn't there and Conley was bad, but the whole thing has worked this year, at least over the last 20 fucking games, which seems like most of the season. So they get most of the all-stars from me. Um, Royce O'Neal has also been fantastic. Like everyone on that fucking team has been so good. Um, Quickly. The fan rankings for Eastern Conference guards for the All Star, yeah. Uh, Colin Sexton don't exist. More votes than Ben Simmons. Love to see it. Do more people live in Ohio than live in love Philadelphia? You love to see it. I I I didn't I didn't. The I Cavaliers didn't are system. one and nine over their last ten games. Didn't by hack the, the way. system. Sexually Just by the way, they're strong. ten and nineteen. They're fast start. Maddie got to defend his boy. Got to come after Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons can't fight his own fights. Unless he wants to drop forty two on Unless you and he have wants a to career drop game. 40. This is that that That's game my is the perfect epitome. Is the perfect epitome of why I 
Ben Simmons pisses me off. Um, that's your stat. You okay, well, 42 so- points, nine boards, 12 dimes, a steal, it. a block, 12 of 13 from the line. How dare right. you? Bro, How dare is, you? Against you, the Jazz, by the way. Against the Jazz every without Embiid. He doesn't every need to. Every single fucking week. No. He, he doesn't does need, need to. He does need to. Philadelphia ben is 19 Simmons. and 10. They have the best record in ben the Simmons. East. He ben doesn't Simmons, need- if you're be better, be better constantly. Wait That's a second. Motto. Those, it's not like those 42 points were on a bunch of threes. Like Embiid wasn't there. He could go inside. Yeah. Against well, so maybe- Rudy Gobert. Does this does this just finally prove my point that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't play together? Am I thriving now? I'm just I'm no taking because wins when they played the Lakers, it was really really good. Like two years ago, is it two years ago or three years ago? Kawhi's bucket that bounced around thirty eight oh, yeah. trillion times. Two years ago, like there's that seems like it was twelve years. Ago, I know. By the good way. lord. <laughs> anyway. When Simmons and Embiid are on the right team where the geometry makes sense and you have good perimeter defense along with good perimeter shooting, then they work. When you don't have that, then they fucking suck, just like every other team that doesn't have good shooting. Like, it's not... I I, I think the, the question that faces the NBA right now is how many guys can you have on your team that can't shoot threes at average and some teams have different answers than others which makes sense because of the personnel that you have Mm -hmm. so while like davis bertans is finally on fire right now and he's raining threes you know the the wizards are still a fucking shit team like who cares (laughs) russell westbrook can't hit anything and beal's taking more long twos than what the philadelphia 76ers that tandem can work when it's complimented, complimented, excuse me, properly. And this year it looks like it is. Yeah. Uh, well, as Natty just barged his way into, yes, this is the Jan Vesely favorite stat line of the week segment named in honor of Wizards great Jan Vesely, who back in 2013 posted a stat line of four points, two rebounds, and six fouls in eight minutes of play. Natty went uh, all lovey-dovey for Ben Simmons. I God, if go- he was a piston, I would, <laughs> man, I'd have a fucking just whole goddamn wardrobe of just Ben Simmons shit. <laughs> I'm going to go all lovey-dovey for Anthony Edwards, who I feel like people have been really quick to turn on him. Because uh, he sucked for a lot of the year? Yeah, but like, I, the guy is... I I just feel like he's... People are pigeoning hole, pigeonholing him into this Anthony Bennett, like, and other guys who get, like, yeah. pushed to the number one pick because it's just an average draft and someone has to go number one overall. But on Tuesday against Was the Lakers. an average draft? 28 points. Like a good draft. Five for 10 from three. Seven totally. boards. Five assists. Three stocks against the Lakers. You love to see that. He's a young guy developing. Uh, and the, He's I guess five two, minutes old. Wasn't he, like... Things, the dude can dunk out of this world. Yeah. Like he can yeah. legit fly, which is just incredible to watch and enjoyable. But also he just seems like a good dude. Like his post game interviews are awesome. And he just seems like he's got like a good head on his shoulders. And I feel like, I just feel like there's, I think there's going to be a dip. I think there's a difference between him and other, you know, early guys who maybe don't come into the league, not with quite a developed offensive game. And people are worried about whether sure. or not they're going to actually figure it out. I think that he can figure it out and I think it's going to take some time, 
But uh, but I just wanted to give I wanted to give him some props and some love because that was a really nice game he put on the Lakers and uh, and also he's just the man is a walking highlight reel so I love to I love to give him a shout out. I feel so goddamn bad for Minnesota fans that I'm just going to agree with you. Um, <laughs> he is know, really five minutes drop. old. That team is in a tailspin. Uh, they just lost Dar. They haven't had Cat. Everything sucks there. And it's nice to have positive things every once in a while for a really snake bitten franchise. I mean, it's every time they get something good, something else terrible happens. So hopefully Anthony Edwards is really fucking stupendously number one draft pick. Awesome. Him and cat together, like highlight, 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 highlight all throughout the game. hundred percent. All right. Before we move on, let's take a quick ad break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are back and let's turn our attention to the coming week and talk favorite waiver ads. Uh, I will start us off. There is a man whom I have been touting long and hard uh, to go get off of waivers. And that man is Nerlens Noel for the New York Knicks. Uh, he has a ridiculous stat line on 18 minutes. He's averaging two blocks and 0.9 steals on 18 minutes, which is just mind-blowing and now that Mitchell Robinson is out uh he is getting starting minutes and he in those three starts he's averaged 29 minutes he's got 7.3 points 6.3 rebounds and he's giving you uh three stocks so he is giving you elite defense and he's getting minutes to play the points and rebounds like those will fluctuate uh especially rebounds I think he'll probably start getting you pretty reliably you know closer to double digit rebounds per game the points are you know just a nice bonus but really it's it's those it's that defense and you'll see that as a theme for my waiver ads this week but that defense that he is uh putting forward is well worth rostering absolutely he's one of it's tough to find specialists in stocks that you can actually roster long term rather than just try to stream and while nerlands is getting minutes i am right on board with you fucking roster him Yes, a hundred, hundred percent. Who do you like on waivers this week? I'm going to go with a guy I mentioned already, Royce O'Neal. He's mm. 25% rostered. He's a top 100 player. He's averaging eight, seven, and two with one and a half stocks on high efficiency. His ratios are great. The points are underwhelming, but like you just said, and like we've said for several years now, 
championship fantasy teams also have guys where points aren't the stat cat that you're looking at. You need yep. all around production and he gives it Royce O'Neal gives it to you in an incredibly elite efficient way. Like he is a, just one of the best role players in the NBA right now. I wonder, I mean, he's not really a sixth man, but like his, his all around contribution to that team is really sensational and he'll get you counting stats. Just not. Yes. Points. You wrote, so you did a deep dive on him on fake which obviously you should go read uh, if you're listening to this. But the thing that I think is, is why he's such a good name to bring attention to is because of what you said. If you sort by points, or if you look at like none of his counting stats jump off the page, but the whole package of what he's producing, uh, is elite fantasy. You said his top 100. I think he's, you were saying he's like top 70 or top 75 on ESPN player radar right now. So getting that off waivers. And since nothing is like directly, like you can point to it and be like, wow, he's doing this really well. It's just an overall package that is extremely effective and produces great fantasy value. So knowing his name is uh, going to help you out. And available again, 25% rostered. Yes. Well, obviously can you imagine if we did uh, mention people who were not available on the waiver out wire right. section? I Go feel pick like up be Durant. Kind of, uh, this Damian Lillard guy's averaging 30 plus points over the last five games. He's pretty good. Um, a guy who, this is a man to add if you have the space for him. And that is Jakob Pudel for the mm. San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs aren't playing right now because of uh, COVID protocols, but... He is, if you can have, if you can hold on to him and just like kind of sit out this delay, you should definitely go do that. He has started the last six games for the Spurs and has averaged 10 points, 9.7 boards and 3.8 stocks, three blocks, three blocks of those, of those 3.8 stocks. Uh, He's basically averaged a double, double with three blocks per game, which is ridiculous. And no one in the NBA is averaging that stat line across the season. Uh, Only Clinton, uh, Clint Capella and Rudy Gobert, are averaging 10 plus points, nine plus rebounds and two plus blocks on the season. So uh, Jakob Pudel is, is definitely a elite man. Like he's can get you a double, double and elite defense. That is a hundred percent worth rostering. And you're going to have to wait out the Spurs's delay of not playing games. But if you can do that, uh, you should certainly be doing that and, and stashing him. Yeah. It probably means that he's even more available than if you were, actually playing uh those games right now so plus go he's grab on the spurs and somehow yeah, the spurs I mean, are just perpetually like you 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 when you said it back when we were talking western guys and you were like demar Derozan. i was like oh yeah demar Derozan is like having a really good season and i should know this he's on my fantasy team but somehow the spurs are just like they've just become an like i'm just like oh yeah the spurs exist so take advantage so of fucking that. quiet they are like, they it just, is they're just, just there they <laughs> yeah they're like just the, like a G in lasagna. I mean, they're 16 and 11. If they were 16 and 11 in the East, they would be basically tied with the Bucks at 16 and 12. Come on. It's Get insane. real, everyone. <laughs> Get real. Petition to move the Spurs to the East so that they can uh, ha- increase their sex appeal. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, it is so goddamn fucking funny. They're in the West with that record. It's that's and they're just and no one and no one pays them any money. They might not have an all star. Like, very possible and and utterly absurd. 
Man, it's actually I, almost. I feel like it's almost certain that they're they're not going to have an all star. I think it might be a. I mean, Demar should be an all star, but I just don't know who is going to get bumped for him. If you were the Spurs, would you want Drummond? Like, if you could do a Lamarcus Aldridge for Drummond, would you want to do that? I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge has been giving them nothing. But oh yeah 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 this is fu- and you'd have to well, right right you'd you have know, to you'd have to like assuming you'd resign totally. drum yes I feel like yeah, drum I, I feel like drum is starting to get the like Russell Westbrook stink which is unfair in the sense of just like people are like well yes he puts up really good numbers yes he can rebound but no one wants him and it's like well I mean if the guy can average 16 rebounds a game, it's pretty valuable. No one wants him for $28 million a year. Right, like, right, he, right. The Cavs got him for a second round pick last year. Let's remember. Yeah. That. that might be the cost of getting him this year. So he's a guy that you are not going to pay what his current salary is. There's no fucking way he gets another contract like that. I shouldn't say there's no fucking way because this is the NBA and maybe somebody <laughs> maxes him out. <laughs> but um the spurs they're on the cusp of something yeah they're like a uh, one good player away from being extremely dangerous i think and what's demar Derozan is early 30s. 30s yeah i was just trying to see if he matched up at all with the well you got the young guys you got Dejounte, and you've got um Derek white yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's and Patty Mills. The attorney I mean, if Patty Aaron Mills. Gordon was an injured, that was the dream. I mean, yeah. Aaron, Gord- oh, Aaron Gordon in San Antonio. Another cool. quiet guy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. With great defense. Uh, you got that. any more waiver ads? I do. I have two more. Uh, mentioned it before, but the Latvian laser is heating mm. up. Davis Bertans yes. is 21% owned. Uh, over the last two games, he's 14 for 17 on threes. He had 35 points against Denver the other day. Um, that's what Washington signed him for. That's what he did in San Antonio. If he turns into the high volume, high efficiency, deep shooter that we all hoped he would be on Washington, then he must be rostered. Like yep. his his ownership could jump by 50 points really easily, I think. So if you have room for a sniper, you should pick him up. Uh, I also want people to take a look at Sadiq Bay. On the Pistons, Your boy. one of my favorite rookies. He's 25% rostered. He's 30-plus minutes per game over the last two games. He's basically taking a bunch of the minutes that used to belong to Blake. Uh, he's just a perfect Villanova 3-and-D guy. He's already had an extremely big game with 30 points. Uh, he'll be getting minutes for the rest of the season, and that volume is golden if you're a fantasy team. Yep. Love it. I agree with all of those. All right, let's move on. It's time for studs and duds, which both Natty and I pick one player who we think will perform above average in fantasy this coming week and one who will underperform. Natty is a perfect 500 on the year, three and three. Uh, Deshaun Tate had a nice week. Uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, so did Kyle Lowry. So that was a negative. But he got injured. So that should count. He still played all your games. Yes, yes. That is, <laughs> that is what we are rooting for is injuries. Like God, you don't want to get injured. That's a bad, person. what a dud thing to happen. Terrible. Come on. Meanwhile, yours truly five and one, baby. Nice fucking Because Boyan Bogdanovich had a negative fantasy game against the Clippers. Yeah, 
six You're points, welcome, I think. Everyone. That's yeah. brutal. You're Yikes. welcome, everyone. Um, so I'm going to keep that trend running, and I'm going to put out good vibes, not only for a podcast favorite, but also for a guy who I added off waivers a couple weeks ago. Gladiator Thaddeus is my stud sure. for the week. Thaddeus Young. The Bulls play the Kings on Saturday, Rockets on Monday, and then the T-Wolves on Wednesday. A pretty nice lineup of games for someone to take on. And I think that Thad, we've seen obviously what he can do. And I think his offensive game is going to click during these weeks. He's still a double, you know, he's a double digit rebounder for the Bulls. Um, and so I think he'll be a continue to be a nice compliment along with uh, Zach Levine. I like that a lot. I like that. I, he he's a dude that should get traded for post haste. Yes, I mean yes. Holy yes, the shit. Bulls he should be so great. Also, the Bulls. I feel like it's terrible timing for uh, Lori Markinen to be injured because he also has been kind of actually his counting numbers have been yeah, pretty good. Totally, and I feel like that you could capitalize on that and move them because I I just I feel like he's perpetually flirted with good numbers for the bulls but it's never like things haven't really come of it so i wonder if it's time for the bulls to move on from him but unfortunately he's injured but yes thaddeus gladiator thaddeus seems like the perfect veteran waiver wire ad for or a uh, uh, trade ad for you know any team looking to contend i love that yeah and i am actually just realizing that i did my games for next week starting monday oh but I'm not going to go back on it. I'm just going to keep boy. it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Because I feel this way. I think this is going to make you happy. My stud is Kemba. Ooh, I did. That makes me very happy. Yeah. So next week, he's going up against Dallas, Atlanta, the Pacers, and Washington. Oh, you love Three to see that. of those teams are fairly easy defenses. Um, he's been up and down but i sort of feel like he's been getting better and you know like every game every day off every little bit more he's inching back to what we want kemba to be and so i'm sending him positive vibes and i'm hoping that he has a really good week i i am here for it in his last three games that he's played uh 17 25 and 21 uh yeah shooting pretty well from from the field so you love to see that um, and you, that lineup you gave is pretty a pretty favorable one for a guard. So, and of course, you know, taking the stethoscope off, I would love love to see Kemba everything fall into place for him. Nothing brings me more joy than watching Kemba Walker get hot in big games. Especially, I mean, if Boston goes on a takes three of four, you know, yeah. all of a sudden they're in the third seed. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of there's so many moving parts in the playoffs seeding this year, but like you said earlier, everyone's in the East is separated by one or two games, really. Uh, a team in the East that has a terrible schedule this week, and it's going to produce my dud. Uh, Pascal Siakam gets to face mm. the Sixers twice, and then the Heat. Yeah, that's <laughs> not great. Not fun. That's not great. Not fun. Not what you want to see, especially when Be you're like, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm out for personal reasons. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> Especially when the only way you can score is a spin move in the post. So, uh, hey man, having OG back is really going to help him. No, that definitely will. But Pascal Siakam, I don't, I don't look forward. To, I would not look forward to having to play play Ben Simmons twice and then uh, then get to face Jimmy buckets. Especially because Lowry might be out for a couple of games, which means FVV is going to have to take the reins. And so you're just another good dude down. And when you're going up against elite defenses like the Sixers, you need everybody. 
Yeah. Who's your dud? My dud is a former Celtic. Who? And his canter going uh. up against DeAndre Ayton on Phoenix, Joker on Denver, and maybe Big Spain on the Lakers. All of them are away games. That's just not fun. That's rough. It's just not fun. Um, oh, by the way, people should maybe pick up Big Spain, Marcus All, if they need a center, because mm. he could I be. Like it. You know, if he's taking all those minutes from AD while he's out. Plus, he's going to get you assists. Yeah, yeah. Like, this could be a nice uh, pre-All-Star streak for yeah, the big man. That's a good call. Look at you just slipping slipping even more waiver wire advice. God, Natty. Uh, going above and beyond. Well, I, you know, did studs and duds wrong, so I'm glad that I can get a little bit more back on my positive side of the ledger. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Uh, all right, finally, let's wrap up with one thing you're looking forward to this coming week. Natty, what do you got? I am looking forward to Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis and everybody else who's gone out with, like, oh, my Achilles is almost hurt. It's almost hurt like just fucking rest them i don't want to see you for the next two weeks especially if you have to play in this all-star game like the next two weeks i'm looking forward to restraint i'm looking forward to common sense i'm looking forward to other people playing you know like it's nice to see all these other faces see what they can do um there's a nightmare scenario where like all these dudes got injured right before the all-star game. And I think we have to avoid that at all costs. So like if let's say Durant was supposed to come back, you know, tomorrow or this weekend, I would be like, Nope, you'll come back Monday. You know, like with Anthony Davis, he was ready in four weeks to be like, Nope, you're staying out another week after that. Like just, You don't need to fucking scratch and tear for every win right now. Like some of these teams are going to be even more out of it than they already are. And you're going to have some easy wins in the second half of the season, which we still don't know what the schedule is or how it's going to look. It's true. So I would be keeping my powder dry. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, What I'm looking forward to in the coming weeks is not actually basketball related the first look at Disney's Cruella dropped this past week. And I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I'm digging it. I am looking forward to it. I think that uh, Emma Stone playing a kind of Harley Quinn Joker-esque Cruella could work. It looked like pretty, it had some vibes that I was digging. And uh, I am, I'm here for it. I'm here for Disney reimaginings that aren't just like uh, the mo- same movie just retreaded. So Doing a different take on it. It looked it looks good. It looks fun. I am I am intrigued. I'm intrigued. So I'm here for it. Will it be better or worse than Rise of Skywalker? Uh better because Rise of Skywalker is a very low bar. Okay. Somehow Cruella is back. Somehow Cruella has returned. Though I was yeah. a little upset that in the trailer they didn't like blast her theme. Uh, but maybe they're saving that for the actual movie because I assume it's going to be the gigantic number at some point, or maybe they just won't do it at all. That would be soul crushing. That would be almost as bad as their choice to not make, to make Mulan, not a musical, which is like, what are we doing here? Disney? I know you're trying to do the, uh, you know, crouching tigers, hidden dragon vibe for, for the Mulan, but mm, 
I need my I need my music. What are we doing here, Disney? What am I without my music? I bet they listen to you. I mean, they we do, know they, they listen, listen to this. To, pod. Everyone listens to this podcast. This podcast. Oh, yeah. This podcast is world renowned, highly regarded, uh, and that's why you should subscribe so that you can join in listening to the greatest podcast. Uh, I mean, dare I say the world? Is that too too narrow a statement even? Are we the best? I mean, they just landed on Mars. Carmelo had his own pods, uh, or if he has his own pod, then that's better. But yes, yes. we're right there. We're the best, a, podcast, best podcast on Mars. We'll say that. I feel like we can sure. say that. That's a, that's a good claim for us to make. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Long Two Podcast to interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And Natty, amidst your torrential snowstorm in New York, stay safe, my friend. You do the same. Ditto to everybody out there. Stay warm and try to help somebody if you can.